Bestie. Hey guys, we got two Bestie Homeschool and Mamas coming at you. This is Gail. And I'm Christina. And we are in our February guest series. And we are super excited because today we have a really cool friend of ours here with us. And we're going to be chatting about homeschooling from the beginning to end. So from start to finish with Miss Pam Spinker. Hello, everybody. I'm hey, so Pam. glad to be here. <laughs> All right. So Chris is going to do some intros and tell us how she knows her. So Pam is actually the reason that we started homeschooling. Yay. <laughs> yeah. So we have a mutual friend who introduced us many, many long time ago many years yeah. ago and yeah she's the one that just kind of showed us the rope she's been doing it for a long time and I just always looked up to her and was like <laughs> oh my gosh she's amazing I want to be her when I grow up so <laughs> that is the That's sweetest sweet thank you <laughs> so like myself Pam has a lot of children um, Six. yes <laughs> and you've homeschooled pretty much the whole time right yeah we started our oldest when he was in fifth grade so but since then all the other kids that's all they've known the other five so yep yay awesome that's successful six kids getting them through homeschool and And how many have graduated now well i'm getting ready to graduate our third in may so yeah it's a little emotional for me so that'll be halfway through and then our next three will be coming up in the next few years actually because our kids are pretty close in age so wow it's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm not crying at all about no. graduation. I'm fine. Up. She's I'm fine. fine. We're I'm fine. fine. <laughs> I'm fine. I don't know why my voice is so high. I'm fine. I'm okay. <laughs> so Pam is also been a part of our homeschool group for years. She is a speaker at the AFI convention that we have every summer. And she's the author of several books. She's written His Girl, How to Homeschool, Find Your Purple Hair, and Dump the Lies, Pour in the Truth. Yep. That's correct. Did I say those all yep. correctly? You got them correct. Awesome. Yes. We will definitely share the links of those in the show notes. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Shall we get asking her some questions? I think so. I think so. Okay, I'm well, ready. Okay, real quick, though. <laughs> yes. I mean, for me and Pam, just so you know, I've only known Pam for a little Ooh. under two years. Yeah, under two years. So yes. we're, we're newbie friends here. Yes. But if it's Pam's fault that Christina is homeschooling, then it's also Pam's fault that I'm homeschooling. This is true. This is true. <laughs> yeah. This is true. This is true. It's, it's, it's kind of contagious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I started homeschooling watching her journey. So, you know, after sending one through the public school system and saying, Lord Jesus, never again. Yeah. So. <laughs> yep. Yep. It's, it's all your fault. You're welcome. You're welcome. (laughs) I think many people can contribute their homeschool journey to Pam Spinker here. That's awesome. We love it. Just be warned as you're listening. If you're just thinking of homeschooling, apparently listening to this episode. (laughs) Right? Right. It's going to make you start. It's going to make you start. (laughs) There you go. Yeah. Which you should anyways. So (laughs) It's amazing. That's for you all in the back. You should anyways. Yes. Yes, okay. just do it. You're fine. <laughs> we got you. We will help you out. Yes. All right. So the first kind of point we want to chat with Pam about and all of her wisdom and all of the years that she's had with her kiddos is what homeschooling style did you do with your own kids? And was it the same for each of them or with having six were the was it different types of homeschooling systems or styles or how, how did that work with having so many? 
So I can tell you with six, we've been all over the map. Okay. So I call myself an eclectic homeschooler. Okay. I really do. I will say anyone who's transitioning from the public school into homeschooling, like I did with our oldest, actually have on my website 10 tips on how to transition from my experience, my mistakes. So mm-hmm. hopefully you don't make it. Mm-hmm. When we first started, I tried to bring the classroom into my homeschool because I figured my son, this is what he's used to. But then I realized I just brought all of his struggle in the classroom into my home. Mm -hmm. And there was a lot of tears. So one of the biggest pieces of advice I give, and I know that we'll get to like, you know, getting started. But one of the biggest pieces of advice I give homeschool moms, especially when they're new, is your homeschool is not the public school classroom. It's Mm going to look different. So don't try and make it that way. So as far as style, I try to mimic the classroom at first. Um, And then full disclosure, I have an elementary education degree. I never went into the classroom. God closed all those doors. I should have had a job with my qualifications, recommendations, everything. Um, But that does not qualify me in any way, shape, or form to homeschool any more so than any other mom out there. So my style was to bring the classroom in. Halfway through our first year, I threw everything out. I was tired of fighting and crying and all the things. Mm -hmm. And we completely changed. And we just went on this journey of what does work for our son. Mm -hmm. And so each kid is slightly different. So while I might recycle certain curriculums that our kids really enjoy, sometimes I have to tweak the lessons or an assignment or, you know, like say we're doing history and I have one that really likes to to listen to audiobooks. Like maybe I'll do something on audiobook with the one, whereas the other one's reading a thousand page book. Like our second one, that kid he will read nonfiction books that are so thick wow. <laughs> and he loves them and he retains so much. And I was like, all right, he he's super smart in that. But our other kids are not that way. Mm-hmm. Our oldest, we had him tested for dyslexia and realized that while things aren't moving around on the page, he just he's very visual. He's in law enforcement now. So his skill of being able to see detail comes in handy there, but not so handy in the classroom. Mm -hmm. That's not a good thing. So we did a lot of audio with him. I would read aloud to him. I still, to this day, even my kids in high school, we read history aloud because we just enjoy talking about that. So really our style with the six, like it's been very eclectic. And sometimes there's, there's years where I'm like, okay, with this kid, I need to find something different than I did with the previous kid at this grade and this subject or whatever. So, and sometimes we just... Maybe we're like, we're kind of bored with this and we go and shift gears. So I'm very, I've learned to be flexible. Yeah. All that time of crying with our oldest, I really learned like, it's okay. It's yeah. fine. It's totally fine. And look at him. He's turned out great. He's amazing. He's amazing. And if there's any like moms out there that have a 30-year-old single <laughs> woman that's amazing, <laughs> he's single. <laughs> Love it. There's no way your oldest is 30. I had him right out of high school. So I had him like, you know, it's not a secret, not ashamed to say I did not do things the right way in high school. Mm -hmm. I was three months pregnant at my high school graduation. And then there's a 10 year age gap between our oldest and our second. So, oh, wow. So our second, I did not realize he was that much older. Yep. He's 30. Gotcha. And that was really weird when he just turned 30 in November, this past November. And I was like, I have a 30 year old. I would so. okay, y'all. I'm looking at Pam and I'm like, that's not that's not possible. Yep. It's just not. I'm only 40. Like, there's no way her son is 10 years younger than me. Yeah, there's no way. Yeah. Well, thank you. But I yes, say please. false. <laughs> so I have I, the birth certificate. <laughs> I want to see the birth certificate. I'm just kidding. But 
it's pretty funny. That's really cool. I, I think a lot of parents too, we've talked about this in our homeschool episodes where we really just have to almost unschool. Yes. At first. Yes. When the when the kids come out of the public school system, like if you are transitioning Mm -hmm. from the public school system, you almost have to unschool first and not do any like official schooling for a couple of weeks Mm -hmm. and just really find your way. Yes. That is another thing that I tell moms. I'm like, you really, you're mom first. Yeah. No matter what your homeschool day looks like, you're a mom first. And it does help to take that time to get to know your child, especially when you're transitioning because like us with our oldest, like I had to almost relearn him because I was at, you know, at the time I was finishing up college and he was at school all day and my husband's at work all day. So it's learning them on a new level. And then also with that transition was him thinking, oh, I can just sleep in till noon, which I'm like, okay, you don't have to be up at 6 a.m., but can we kind of get our day started a little bit earlier right. so we're not doing school at 10 p.m.? Right. So, but but yeah, it's you really do have to get out. Even if even if you are homeschooling right from the beginning, you really do have to get out of that public school mindset because it's just been the norm for our society for so many decades. So right. you really do need to get out of that. Yeah. I loved hearing you say too that you chucked the curriculum or the just what the, what you were doing awesome. halfway through the year because yeah. that is a lesson that I did not learn fast enough yeah. and well, I yeah and I mean we just talked about that too a couple of weeks ago on our first um 2024 episode it was about like homeschool calendars um and so if you are you, you know evaluating what happened the first half of your school year and it didn't go well right. chuck it mm-hmm. yes yeah yes. so we've been pretty open with that although i i haven't had to chuck anything just yet which is amazing it's good in two years i we're doing it's the good. same it's curriculum amazing. and it's fabulous and we really enjoy it mm-hmm. so yeah. and i think part of that is because we do spend money on it yeah uh-huh. but it's not worth having this, even if no. you say spent $300 on it, it's not worth the tears and right. the struggle. Right. And I mean, for any child that's being homeschooled, but especially when you have a child that was already struggling in the classroom, mm-hmm. should be in a safe place to learn at home. And now that same struggle is just right there. So right. yeah. So I was, I mean, thankfully, like I didn't even have anyone to tell me like, just get rid of it. I was just like, I'm done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's good. Well, you're stronger than some moms would have been in that aspect, you know, of seeing it and being like, oh, no, I spent the money on it. We're going to do the year. Yeah. And struggling the entire year. I'm, Chris Mm -hmm. is, she did that. I did it. I mean, kind of pioneered it around, (laughs) you know, 30 years ago. I mean, that's a decent time. I was barely legal, legal in Arizona. Yeah, I started, ago. so it would have been, he's fifth grade, so, well, this is our 20th year homeschooling, okay. but still, it was yeah. still not a not a common thing well, going yeah. on. Yeah. yeah, it was still, you're weird, and now it's, it's like weird. super, like yep. a lot more common it's get, um, yeah. nowadays, which... Now we're the heroes, whereas before we were the weird ones. Right. <laughs> yeah. Now they're right. like, teach us your ways. Yeah, I think it's <laughs> one of... I mean, I don't know that anything good came out of Rona, but one of the things that people really had their eyes open to mm-hmm. schooling yep. and how it could actually be done mm-hmm. and that it didn't have to be done in the form of an eight hour day. Right. So oh, yeah, it's terrible that that's something that had to bring it about, but exactly. I'm you know super yeah. grateful for, yeah. we got to see the, the goodness in that as well. Yes, absolutely. So, All right. So let's, you have... A lot of children. So you've had kids 
all across the board, high school, younger kids, everywhere in between, right? <laughs> yep. So what are some of the biggest tips that you have for getting started? We see lots of moms here who they're thinking about it, they want to homeschool, but they have kids that aren't in kindergarten yet. So what would you suggest? Yeah, like even just preschool or, you know, like three or, you know, and they're yeah. like, I want to homeschool now. Homeschool and I'm now. like, yeah, okay. <laughs> With that, yes, with the pre-K years, I tell the moms, just play. Yeah. Play, experience things, go on field trips, like just be mom. Because Mm -hmm. really, like if you think about it, it's interesting here in the United States, like we feel parents are totally fine raising their kids until they hit five. And then all of a sudden we think that a licensed professional needs to teach them. It's like, so especially in that pre-K, I'm like, just be the mom, just Mm -hmm. do the things, teach them the things, like experience the world, read to them a ton. You know, um, when I say play, get educational games. Like Mm -hmm. you can find puzzles where it's okay, match the three ladybugs with the number three. They Mm -hmm. love that stuff. Mm -hmm. So just, I mean, when it comes to preschool, just relax. Because, you know, I have had moms that will ask me, oh, my child's four. I want to do pre-K. What curriculum should I buy? I'm like, nothing. Go to the library. (laughs) Right. Go grab 40 books and let's start reading. You know, let's, you know, let's go to the science center. Let's go to that kind of stuff. So for... For getting started with pre-K, I just tell them, like, just kind of leave it alone and give yourself that time to kind of research, okay, once they start hitting kindergarten and first grade and all that, what do I want that to look like? And even then, it's still a lot of play. Oh, still a ton until you hit about, I'd say, third, third fourth. Yeah, Yeah, third, fourth grade, it's still a ton of play. In the preschool and even kindergarten, even first grade years, you know, I tell a lot of moms, I said you may be done with school within an hour. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. And we and that's part of that unschooling. Yes. We need to reprogram our brains to say like, okay, that hour we're done. And sometimes that hour is broken up into 15 minutes here and then 15 yep. minutes here. I was ecstatic yeah. when we did Corey's three books. Yes. Plus, you know, and then we do like his history through his mm-hmm. Bible study and, right. you know, science through other things. Because right. we didn't, at kindergarten, we didn't get a science book specifically. Exactly. Yep. And so it was just... Well, I was like, okay, well, we're, we're done. We're let's done. Just, let's go play some more. Yes, yes. <laughs> but it is hard to, to take that out of our brains. We it feel is, like we should be doing more. Right? We're mm-hmm. used to, okay, when you send your kid to, to kindergarten, you're s- dropping them off at 730 and not picking yep. them up till three. Exactly. So to have it done in an hour here, it's like, what? Yes. Is this really possible? I don't think parents it realize is. how much classroom management goes on. So much that's, classroom management. I can tell you as someone who's student taught and yeah. saw that side of it, that's part, you know, I was even questioning whether or not I wanted to go in the classroom. Yeah. And then, like I said, God was closing doors, did not allow me to get jobs that I should have had. Yeah. It's little technicalities, but yeah. yeah it's it like, was, no, thank you. I have other plans. Exactly. Because <laughs> I would never have looked at homeschool if I would have gone into the classroom, right. probably. I shouldn't say never, but it would have taken me longer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it, it is one of these things like when that's what I'm used to, that's what I'm trained to do. That's what I've been experiencing mm-hmm. for so many years. I'm like, how could this be? I'm like, well, this is, and a lot of it was classroom management. And you yeah. went to public school as well? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, public school up. all the way through, graduated through public high school, right. then went to. And how much of that do we actually use? Like in high school, I can't, I can't imagine much of it that I use. Yeah. Well, even with my college degree transferring into homeschool, I think the only thing that kind of gave me a little bit of a leg up and maybe is why I was able to throw out all my curriculum is that I knew that kids learn differently. So I was okay, like kind of shifting gears a little bit and trying new things because I had already been exposed to a lot of that during, you know, with my internships, I worked in a preschool for seven years, like all that stuff. So 
I mean, really, because I had that experience, like I would say that's the only part of my degree that helped me in homeschooling. But the rest of it, I'm like, you're just kind of learning as the every minute of the day. Right. As, as the day goes <laughs> yes. on. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes. I think it's easy to forget too. You know, you mentioned just play with them. You know, it's easy to forget that we are teaching them those things. Yes. When they yep. bake cookies with you, that's math. That's measurement. Mm-hmm. That's all those things. And it's easy to forget. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, and I think that people are so hung up on book learning mm-hmm. yeah. opposed to life skills learning. Yep. And there are so many kids that don't have the life skills yep. to be a grown up when they get out of high school. Yes. I believe that the life skills part of it is so much more important even so than the mm-hmm. the book part of it. Like right. the reading will come. Yes. The math will come as they get older. Yeah. Like my son yep. is special needs and so where he is in first grade is probably more like it's first grade curriculum that we bought. Right. But for him going slower at it, you know, he's probably like a late kindergartner right now. Right. And so that would I'd be in all kinds of meetings at the at, Absolutely. at the school. Yep. And I don't have to do that. I'm like, well, you're good. Let's just keep you're going. Good. <laughs> you're making progress. Right. You're doing good. Right. Yep. right. Yeah. Well, and the whole, you know, the life skills portion of it is one of the reasons why there's a lot of colleges now that actually mm-hmm. want the homeschoolers there. They have found, colleges have found that they're better adjusted. They interact with their professors better. They're more responsible when it comes to campus life. They're more apt to get well, involved. So, and, so talk about that. You have mm-hmm. some graduated kiddos now. And and how did the high school part work for you? Like we've talked a lot now about how to get started and what to do in the very beginning. Mm-hmm. You know, how, how do you get from that transition of play learning to you know, we kind of need to do a little bit more significant studies here. How, how do you work into that? So really, like, again, with new moms, especially if they're not starting in that preschool area or whatever, I think it's totally okay to get some sort of guidelines about what kids are learning at each stage. That way you have something to go off of. But I really tell moms, Remember, it's a guideline. Mm -hmm. It's not a hard, fast rule. Your kid could be all over the map. Like one of my kids was above and beyond. Like he was always a year or two ahead in math, you know, but then the rest of my kids are, you know, like our oldest, I had to actually go backwards with him Mm -hmm. in some subjects in order for him to get the foundation to accelerate forward. Right. So I think it's okay to get those guidelines. That way you kind of have an idea. And sometimes you might be like, you know what? We really do need to touch on this when you're like, oh, I probably should have done that couple years ago when we haven't done it. So it's good to get that. Mm-hmm. And you can even go on your state's um, school website. Like in Arizona, I think it's AZED. I can't remember what the website is. I just looked it up the other day. But you can pull up all the standards for each grade and everything. So just to kind of give you some sense. But really, like I said, I think it was around third or fourth grade where I start to like do a little bit more, not necessarily like textbooks, but a little bit more textbook study style kind Mm of yeah and then definitely by the time they start approaching the high school years I do just a little bit more in case they are college bound we don't push college on our kids yeah we're like you know when you decide what you're where God's calling you for your career if it requires college you cross that bridge when you come to it yeah God just called me to college at 40 well, that's just our 20-year-old's just now deciding that yeah. he might want to go to college. And I thought he'd be the one that would do, want to do dual enrollment in high school and want mm-hmm. to like go right into college. He mm-hmm. was, At that point, he's like, I don't know what I want to do. I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go into college yet. Totally fine. I don't mm-hmm. want you to spend your money. And, no. And then just you know, change your mind on what you're going to do. Change your mind. Or, mm-hmm. Yeah. So 
So, and then once they start approaching about into seventh grade, but definitely during eighth grade year, as far as like, you know, getting started with the high school, because I feel like each kid, even though I've done it, high school feels like you're starting homeschool all over again. Okay. Because oh, thank you for does. saying that. <laughs> it feels like it's brand new. And like I said, I'm getting to ready to graduate my third and making, you know, deciding what to do for her for high school. I'm like, I'm starting well, over gonna again. You're going to have like yeah. three high school students again. Exactly. Like all over. Exactly. Okay. So I'm like, and then so our. I now, love her. <laughs> so now our youngest, who's eighth grade this year, will be in high school. I'm like, I'm going to be starting all over with him. And so with that, what I what I do to prepare them with high school is I start thinking about, okay, if they go to college, they're going to need the credits to get into college. They're going to need to have this background, you know, to get into college or trade school or whatever it is they do. So at that point, what I do is I pull up eighth grade year, the Arizona State um, graduation requirements, just what credits they need. And I'll look at some college entry requirements and I kind of put those together. And then I make a four-year plan. I'm like, okay, if you need this many credits and say say you need four math, okay, we're going to do this, freshman, sophomore, junior, senior. And then within that, I just teach them how they learn best. Mm-hmm. So if I have a kid that's more hands-on, we're doing more hands-on. If I, I, you know, I have a daughter who she's, she's since grown out, but like last year, she needed me right there with her. Mm-hmm. She doesn't need me right there with her this year. So I'm still doing high school level math, which she should be doing, but I'm right there with her. And, you know. Well, and I'm glad so. that you said that too, because I think a lot of people think that as they start to get older, like it's all their own work. Right. And I think that that is, there is a point for solo work. Oh, yeah, my kids are pretty independent, you know, but I'm still yeah. There. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of solo work and, and things of that nature. But I think that a lot of parents forget that they need to be yes. still right there. Right. And like I said, my kids like in high school, too, I do start to train them to be manage their own time. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of times I'll tell them, hey, I need you to get this, this and this done mm-hmm. this week. I don't care when you do it because I like our oldest. Another reason why law enforcement's good for him. He's a night owl. This kid like thrives at nighttime and there'd be times, especially like when I'm having like babies and stuff Mm -hmm. and he's so much older, like talk about having babies, toddlers and high schoolers. I had that in my house all at once. (laughs) There'd be times when I'm like, dude, you can't ask me this question at 10 o'clock. My brain is done for the night. Like, so you can work on your stuff. If you have a question for me that needs my attention, it's in the morning, but so it, it teaches them time management. Like you have this to do. You also have these outside activities, but I'm, you know, I'm here or like with our, now senior, she's she's pretty independent, really good about getting her stuff done. So we just started this thing where I'm like, how about every Wednesday morning at nine o'clock, we have a meeting so I can still make sure that you're on track, answer any questions. I mean, obviously I'm around for questions if she has them, right. but it's still that time where you can kind of debrief and I can still kind of make sure mm-hmm. she's doing her stuff and it's good because she's got some serious senioritis going on <laughs> right now. So senioritis is real, homeschool, not mm-hmm. it's real, it's real, it's real. We have first graderitis. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, and there's just seasons where your kid's like, I'm not, I'm not doing school today. And there's days where I'm like, you know what? This is a big struggle. Guess what? We're putting the books away. Yeah, we didn't We're do school today. <laughs> yeah, today was a rough day, and I was oh, like, oh yeah, yeah. I'm okay with that. Oh yeah, yeah. Last week we had a day like, well, I was telling these ladies earlier, I was having some major technology issues, and I was like. I don't even want to think about school today. I don't just just put it away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just, it's too much for my too brain. Too much going yeah. on today. Mental health day. Yeah, mental you know, health. I, I, well, and he didn't have school yesterday either because we had three hours of therapy, like back to back, because yeah. he had an evaluation, that is and then he had speech, and then he had OT. That's and I'm like, for dude, the day. you did three hours of yep. school because they do sound letter recognition, they do all the things, mm-hmm. you know. But it's just not ticking the box in the book. 
Yes. You know, mm-hmm. that is very important to my husband. Yes. Yeah. Yes. How did that go for your husband? This yeah, is, that's a yes. good question. We yes. don't have that on here, but I, how right. did homeschooling go for him being that so, you were the primary schooler? Primary, yeah. So I laugh at how we decided to homeschool okay. because major life decisions. I feel like my husband and I are just on the same page with a lot of stuff. Like mm-hmm. I feel like God works on us separately. I was pregnant with our second, about seven months pregnant, and I was trying to figure out why I'm not getting these jobs, all these things. I had gotten offered to be a director of a new a new preschool location I was working at. I don't know that that's my path. And all of a sudden we're in the car. And I just looked at him and said, I think I'm in a homeschool. And he looked at me and he goes, okay. And that's how we decided. Like, that's just <laughs> like, so God had to have been working on us. And here we separately. are all these years later. And so yes. many people yes. have come to the homeschooling world yeah. because of you. Because, yeah, all because, because of, just, of this just conversation. Like, okay. yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't call it a conversation. It's more about, I'm going to do this. All right. <laughs> It's kind of, I mean, yeah. my husband and I had a very similar conversation, yeah. very yeah. similar. It was like we got the IEP for kindergarten, you yeah. know, because he went to de- developmental preschool in the school system and they gave us an IEP for kindergarten. They did all their evals and everything the last couple months of preschool. We looked at each other and we're like, he's like, how do you think about homeschooling? And I was like, I've been thinking about homeschooling yes. for like six months. Yeah. So we had yeah. both been thinking about it and yeah. processing it on our own right. and never, ever said anything out loud. Together, yeah. Ever. Yeah. And then when we both sat down and saw the IEP recommendations and they're like, well, he'd do better in a one-on-one setting and we're going to try and get him an aid. He's going to be super distracted from the other 30 kids in the room. And I'm like, so what you're saying man. is that he would do best with only one person teaching him right. and only one person being around. Right. Well, yeah, basically. And I was like, okay, thanks. Bye. Yeah. Yeah. So you're telling me I'm, I need a homeschool. Right. <laughs> That's what you're telling me. Right. <laughs> you know? like, these yeah, are the things sure. that they said to me and it's written in the IEP. And I'm like, okay, I don't know how better to do that right. than to do that. Exactly. Exactly. But, you know, with us for, and, and Justin and I de- are, most of the time we're very good at communicating and, and we work well as a team. So there's, I would feel like there's more, friction coming from my end when the kids Mm -hmm. were little as far as what I was going to teach and all that where because he was more you know he's at work all day so he's not seeing the day-to-day and he's like you know he he's good at talking me off the ledge you know because when you have six kids in the house and you're trying to like you know live up to these standards that you build up in your head and it's not happening in real life and you know I'm like I'm gonna quit no you're not gonna quit I'm gonna no you're not (laughs) it happens all the time happens all All the time time, all the time it's perfectly normal but I do say when it you know you and your husband like your marriage is your most important relationship after Mm -hmm. your relationship with Christ Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and your your marriage the health of your marriage and the tone of your marriage really does set the tone for your whole household including your homeschool so if so really you and your husband need to have that conversation and get on the same page even if your husband is like I don't know if I'm fully on board with this I don't know what to expect like you know I don't know what you're teaching I don't know if I could step in if you were away like exactly but but as Go long as it. he, exactly, or as long as he's, you guys, you're in agreement of, you know, even if you can just ask him, can we just try it for a year and see what you think? Because mm-hmm. there's so many dads out there that weren't sure and just kind of, you know, I mean, they know their They'd wives. They'd be surprised too with the, the, the bro friends that they make in the homeschool exactly. community. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I think they think it's all just for the moms and right. it's not. Right. It really is not. 
but yeah, sometimes they'll, you know, a lot of them will say, let's do it for a year. And then by the end of the year, the dad's like, sold. oh no, we're, yeah, yeah we're, we're sold. This mm-hmm. is why going to the homeschool convention in your state yes. is so important so too, important. because if you can get there, we as moms get refreshed and get mm-hmm. all that encouragement and ideas that we need. But the dads get to see all of the other families, all of the other dads and all the possibility Right. That yep. homeschool provides. Yep. Right. My husband and I have gone every year except two years, and we go together. That's awesome. And sometimes we divide and conquer in a workshop, or sometimes like because he doesn't like to sit for a long time, so he'll just go wander the curriculum hall, and he usually buys some sort of cool toy to bring home to the kids. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, that's totally fine. And when you're getting started anywhere along the journey, when you're getting ready to go to homeschool, like you really do need to be in prayer. And you need to communicate with your husband. If you're out there, someone listening is, you know, you're not married, like find a trusted friend. You know, is that your a best friend? Is that like one of your parents? Is it, you know, you need somebody to have these discussions with. Mm-hmm. You need somebody in your corner. And so when it came to curriculum and stuff, like Justin's a very good sounding board. Like mm-hmm. as I'm mm-hmm. talking through my thoughts and then ultimately he's like, as long as you can work with it, it's fine. Because again, he's so, I'm yeah. the one doing it. Yeah. So, you know, but he would also be good. And like, if I'm looking at something and he sees the stars in my eyes, this looks so nice. And he's like, you're not going to have time to do that. <laughs> Oh, yeah. This is why I bring you <laughs> to the convention. <laughs> so, right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Well, so I have a, another question that's not on here, and I'm sorry. It's no, like it's popping in my head as we're chatting. But do you have any advice for baby parents who are working and want to homeschool or that are single? I mean, I know you don't have specific mm-hmm. experience with that, but like I know that you've been in the world for yeah. over 20 years. I just want to encourage people that it's totally possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had a discussion with a mom at the therapy office just last week and she's married, but she works part time. And Mm -hmm. she's like, I just don't know if I can do it with two kids and, you know, working part time and just what's kind of your advice there. So with that, I will say that that is an added layer of challenge, Mm -hmm. but anything worthwhile is going to have its challenges. Right. And you really have to like, you really do have to out, you know, weigh your, your benefits versus not so if you're mm-hmm. if you feel like your child's not thriving in the public school system as a you know say you're a single mom or a mom who works like as moms we want the best for our children we want to care for and nurture our children so we're you know we'll find a way to make it work right and so i think we just again need to get out of that public school mindset mode and maybe we you know maybe we only do school in the afternoons yeah. maybe we do more school on the weekends when both parents are home right. and not as much as going on during the week if your kids are older and can be home like you know yeah. maybe that's independent when you're work. In, more independent mm-hmm. work and if they need your help with something then that happens when you get home right. kind of um, like a homework situation like if you were exactly. at school mm-hmm. exactly like a homework situation so you know, when you're single, it, it's a little bit more challenging because most of the time, if you're single, you're working full time and that's a whole nother mm-hmm. ball of wax. And yeah. for them, for moms who have, have approached me asking that, I'm like, like you said, I don't have personally have experience, but I'm putting myself in your shoes. I would have a team of people around me. Yeah. Do I have like a neighbor that can keep an eye on my child? Again, if this is a younger kid right. during the day, can I have them kind of partner with me? Like, hey, would you mind doing this workbook with them today? Mm-hmm. You know, if you have like, say, even a college student who's going through an elementary ed degree program, they need hours. They need hours in the classroom, but it does help them to work with kids mm-hmm. to get more experience. Can you maybe swap stuff with them? Pay them a little bit of money if you have the funds to do that. So, yeah, I think it just adds challenge, but, you know. It's definitely possible. Definitely mm-hmm. possible. It's just... 
another layer. But then even for a married couple, like if you have a major life event come in, you're still finding a way to homeschool. So I kind of look at it that way. You know, we kind of shift gears a lot and and figure it out. You know, yeah. Justin and I have dubbed ourselves professional figure outers. <laughs> having six kids, I like that. Yeah. Six kids, homeschooling, you know, doing ministry stuff, whatever. It's just sometimes we're like, just got to figure it out. You know, before I came here tonight, we realized that our giant freezer upstairs went out and I was like, we had to shift it all into our tiny one. I'm like, well, good thing we're figure outers because <laughs> I can stuff it all in here and close the door and like, we'll call the repairman tomorrow. So yeah, I, I say, you know, give it a go and get your community around you if you're if you're someone who's working or single or whatever and, and see what that looks like for you. Yeah, finding a homeschool community mm-hmm. is yeah. huge Absolutely. for that. Yeah. You know, Absolutely. Whether it be a co-op or a support group or whatever mm-hmm. you're using. Mm-hmm. God yep. made us to be in community. So oh, yeah. that, that oh, yeah. applies here. Well, Absolutely. I think it's even more so with the homeschool community because – well, not more so, but I just think we experience it more as a homeschool community. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important because for those of us who are just starting out, definitely mm-hmm. need to learn and yeah. heed information from our experienced mamas. And when we were struggling, you have someone to go to and be like, this is not working. And what am I doing wrong? Because right. you may not be, but you may just need to hear that. Exactly. <laughs> Or you think you're the only one going through something right. and then you've got someone like me is like, oh, no, you know how many times I did that? Right. <laughs> and right. that was in the past hour. Right. So right. Yes. Hour. in the past hour. So, yes. oh, that's funny. Yep. yay, Pam, it has been such a pleasure to have you with us here tonight. What can we expect from you next? Where can we find you on social medias or how can we get in touch with you? Yeah. Anything up and coming for books or speaking engagements? So books, I have ideas, but, you know, still homeschooling. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So finding the time. So more will be coming. So this year, I'm really focusing on getting more speaking engagements, whether it's a small group. I'm speaking at one this weekend with like 50 women. So small group, large group, whatever. That's my goal this year to get out there a little bit more. I'm looking into what mentoring homeschool moms looks like. I have some ideas that are already on my website, but making it like having a few different options and what that looks like based on what moms need. So also looking at scheduling some like Zoom workshops. That way, you know, we could do one or two days and you've got a community of moms with you at Zoom. You don't have to worry about finding the babysitter. You can just, I don't care if kids are crying in the background. Like mm-hmm. I've, I, uh, at the last convention, there was a, a crying baby and I told the mom like I can hold the child and like I don't that doesn't bother me I have sex I'll hold the child and speak to you at the same time (laughs) so I I like zoom for that reason yeah I do have a Facebook group called coffee wine and homeschool so kind of like have a lot of ideas on how I want that to look like to get a little bit more organized instead of like Mm -hmm. a thought came in my head let's post (laughs) so which is helpful but you know it helps to have some sort of like rhythm to it on Facebook, I'm at Pam Spinker, and then that's my page. And then under there, you can find the Coffee, Wine, and Homeschool group. I'm on Instagram. I'm Pam K. Spinker, all lowercase. And then it's um, pamspinkeronline.com is my website. Best way to get in touch with me is do it through Facebook Messenger. So that's going to awesome. be the best way because I know I'll see it because my phone dings. I took Facebook off my phone, but I still have Messenger. So mm-hmm. I always know when people <laughs> message me. Well, that's important, um, though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What you do, so. Yeah, I'm speaking at the AFI convention again in July. July. Yeah, July. Yeah, I wanted to say June. That's not correct. July. July 12th and 13th, (laughs) I should know. It's always in July. 
for the past 20 years. It's been in July. (laughs) (laughs) So that's all coming up. Awesome. Yep. Well, we look forward to seeing all of the fun things you have to offer. Yeah, I'm excited. Thanks for being here with us today and sharing all of your amazing wisdom. Before Chris prays us out, we are going to just ask that if you found value in today's episode, like always, share it with a friend, share it with a family member, like, subscribe, review. Leaving us a review really helps us out. It helps get the information to the people who want to hear it and who need to hear it and who is, you know, God's trying to point this to. So when you leave reviews or you share the link or whatever, it's really very helpful for us so that it can get to who God's calling this to be to. But yeah, that's why we do what we do, right? Yeah, absolutely. All right. Sister, go ahead and uh, pray us out. Okay. So normally I would pray us out because, you know, but I don't want to take that away from you. If you would like to. Sure, I can pray us out. Okay. Okay. Let's do it. Hands on. (laughs) Uh, Dear Jesus, I thank you so, so much for these ladies. I thank you for their heart for homeschooling moms. I thank you for your heart towards homeschooling moms. I thank you for being with us all the way through the journey from beginning to end. You're in the daily. You're in every minute. You're in everything, every experience that we have. I thank you for your guidance as we try and figure out each new year, sometimes each day as we're starting over again with the high school years. I thank you, Lord, that we can turn to you when we're feeling inadequate because a lot of the questions that we have or the fears that we have, it all stems from feeling inadequate. And it's, it really is just lies that Satan wants to put upon us, pulling us away from where you've called us. And one of the things that I like to tell the homeschool moms is something that I, I've had to remind myself over and over again over these past 20 years, is that when God calls us, when you call us to homeschool, Lord, you equip us for our tasks. And so just help us all re- to remember that, Lord. I pray that, uh, that each episode in this podcast blesses those who listen to it. And again, that people share this because when we have our friends, we know what our friends need to hear and we know what would be beneficial for our friends. So just, I just pray that this just, that this this podcast just spreads and spreads to all the moms out there who need to hear it. And apparently with me on, there'll be more new homeschoolers. <laughs> so, and then I just thank you for everything that you give to us. I thank you for our husbands. I thank you for the support that we have from our community. I thank you for all of our children. And I just thank you for this gift of homeschooling. And I thank you that you entrust us with our children so we can go boldly and confidently knowing that that you gave us these children and and that you'll guide us every step of the way. In your son's name, amen. 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 All right, guys. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Hey, Bestie. Bestie.